we really look at it, every client individually and uniquely, and really look to see what makes the most sense for that client. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. The phrases outsourced accounting services, client accounting services, and client advisory services are generating a lot of buzz in the business community these days. And more and more professional service firms are throwing around the acronym CAS or CAS. On today's show, Matt Long, a principal on Ray's own CAS team, will explain what he does and how this service can help grow and protect small to mid-sized businesses. Welcome, Matt. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Good Good to have you here. Now, uh, talk to me a little bit about CAS. When I think about CAS, you know, maybe I'm dating myself here, but I think about like, you know, computer something, something, <laughs> but that's, that's not what we're talking about here, right? That's not what we're talking about. Okay. We're, uh, we're talking more accounting, back office uh, functions, support functions. Okay. Now, you know, the, the, the acronym has changed many times over okay. the years. Uh, CAS or CAS has seemed to have stuck over the last uh, three, four years. Okay. Um, and I foresee it staying CAS for a while. Okay. So that's we're, we're finally locked in on that at this well, point. We'll see. I, I hope so. <laughs> okay. So when I think about CAS, you know, some people say, well, isn't that just like bookkeeping? And yeah, we, we do that for certain clients, or I have a, an account that does my bookkeeping. So Talk to me about how this is different. I get that question a lot. And I think really what differentiates bookkeeping versus CAS is uh, bookkeeping is traditionally done after the fact. Bookkeeping write-up type work is after the fact, while CAS is more real-time. And I think what really separates the two is the use of technology okay. and really trying to leverage this technology uh, to make it do a lot of the heavy lifting for us. Okay, so so when you talk about technology, are you talking about things like um, you know QuickBooks or or other uh, yeah softwares yeah. like that? Typically, uh, accounting accounting platforms and accounting softwares, and then there's a lot of add-in softwares as well, okay. depending on which industry. The big uh, the big thing with CAS is we really want that accounting software to be cloud based. Okay, meaning we want it to be uh, internet based so that we can access it, the client can access it, and we can connect a lot of these other applications to it. Okay. So that's where the real time comes in, in essence, because it's it's cloud-based. Uh, anybody with internet access that, that has the appropriate, obviously, um, authorization to do so can get in and, and do those things yep. on behalf of the client. Yep. So if I'm a client, I think, well, you know, gosh, if I have a, a couple of folks in-house that do this now, maybe I just want to augment their capabilities because they've only got so many hours in the day. Mm-hmm. What, what does that look like from a CAS perspective? Is that something where you're talking about the add-ins and add-ons that we can do some additional analysis and, and things like that? How yeah, that exactly. Um, and, and I get that a lot. We're seeing a lot of, a lot of these uh, types of opportunities where um, our clients may have a person in-house, but that person either does not have maybe the full skill set or, or the capabilities or the bandwidth to be able to handle all of the functions. And so we can come in and, and act as a support to that person 
and help improve some of the processes, identify some some different softwares that may uh, make things more efficient for them. Okay, uh, kind of come in uh, more on a project basis versus long term, gotcha. and help them revamp some things. Okay, uh, and then kind of turn it back over to them. So it maybe set them up for success and develop some tools that allow them to kind of analyze their business better exactly. on a real-time basis. So Exactly. And that's what we want to accomplish is really be that, that advisor to our clients, help coach them through some of okay. these decisions that they're, they're thinking about making, uh, really acting as, as their controller or CFO. Okay. So because we're out there, this is the thing I think of, we're out there and we see a lot of clients, right? So we get a, a good idea of what maybe best practices are like in certain sectors. And we can say, you know, uh, if we maybe look at things from this perspective or analyze things that way and give them the tools to do that, we're, we're helping them out. Is that that's exactly sort of kind of piggybacking off of what's working well with some clients, Okay, uh, taking that and and using that for others while also uh, leaning on our folks internally okay. that have a lot of this industry expertise, have a lot of really good working knowledge of, of some of the things we're doing, bring them in to supplement some of this as well. Okay. So talk to me a little bit about maybe what industries specifically work well for this. I mean, I can think of a couple, maybe, you know, manufacturing, uh, restaurants. Are those some things where, where we have experience or where you think see it fitting well? Yeah, so that's kind of a, a twofold question. Uh, typically, the industries that work uh, the best for us is industries that are service-based okay. and, and cash-based businesses. Interesting. Okay. The reason so is, is managing the inventory brings another element to it, whereas the service-based businesses are, are easier to do uh, for us, and we're able to do them more efficiently. So restaurants are definitely in our wheelhouse. We also focus on professional services, okay. medical, uh, dental, veterinarian practices, a lot of synergies with uh, a lot of the industries we're already focusing on. Okay. Uh, uh, also, in addition to that, it doesn't mean that we're, we stay away from s- certain industries. Right. It's just we, we take a closer look at them. Not necessarily are we able to do them, but are we able to do them efficiently and um, add that value that we want to add for the clients. Okay. Again, because if, if and that makes sense, because if I'm thinking about, say, manufacturing, then I've got to think about perhaps cost accounting and other things that yeah, that and, maybe, and and I think uh, manufacturing, construction, some of yeah. these some of these industries are are very nuanced. Yes. and there's a lot of very specific things related to that business or that industry that um, we can't necessarily uh, replicate. Uh, from from client to client, and and that's really where we're able to create a lot of our efficiencies is being able to replicate kind of what we're doing for one client and doing it for another and doing it very well and very quickly and sure. efficiently. Yeah, it brings down the cost for everybody exactly. in that way. So yep. that makes sense. Not to say we can't, as you said, do those other industries. It just may be a, a little bit different in in terms of what exactly we do for them. Exactly what we're doing for them, how we approach it, and and what technology we're going to leverage. Now, when when you talk about the the team of people that are doing these things, the other thing I think of is, well, you know, then I'm guarding against uh, people walking out the door if I'm an employer and now I'm protected because I've got a team at, at my accounting firm that's taking care of this for me and yep. not subject to sick days and things like that. Obviously, that's a big benefit. Too. That's a huge benefit and a huge selling point is that we do have a team in place, and so you don't have those 
that turnover. You don't have that um, transition pains when you when you do have people and personnel leaving or coming on board, uh, and they don't have to deal with it. You know, it's it's not their problem essentially. It's for us to figure out. Right. And uh, and that is a really nice luxury for our clients. You know, specifically, uh, we just started working with a client, and there's there's five of us on the team, and we're all. Uh, working on this client in different capacities, but we have the coverage in place so that even internally, when our folks want to take some vacation time, uh, when they when they're not feeling well, sure. we're able to just have another person to plug in there, and they're able to pick up without missing a beat. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I mean, if I think about it from the business owner's perspective, right? I, I'm very good at what I do, my my business, but everybody else has their own area of expertise and in in your own company the these type of advisory services again that may not be your expertise so why not think about getting somebody else involved to bring that additional horsepower to the table right i mean yes yeah. that's, that's and and uh it's interesting uh, we're seeing a a shift uh especially with some of these small uh younger business owners mm-hmm. where they that's all they want to do is focus on their core business mm-hmm. and their core operations and so they're you're seeing they're outsourcing not only their accounting functions but also their IT functions their HR functions sure. really all of this back office and uh it, we're seeing this shift but i i think it was a long time coming okay is there a specific size business that you think this this fits well for i mean you know if i'm uh 50 million in revenue is that is that too big or does it really not matter in terms of uh, you know the the size business operation you I know have? it really doesn't matter and i think that's part of the beauty of it we can work with with very small business owners okay. um that may not have the resources um to to have someone full time and we can be in there as little as 10 hours a week or five hours a week and and fill that role. And then we can staff up and ramp up and scale up in order for some of our larger clients to make sure that they have the coverage and, and really a full accounting department, not just a, a team of one or two. Okay. So if if I'm thinking about the breadth of services, this goes beyond just say the the financial statements and and the analysis on that can you get into payables and and all those types of things as yep. well so so we our team really focuses on the transactional level work okay so handling a lot of the day to day activities the accounts payable receivable invoicing the treasury functions what have you then you know we will assist with the month end close or completely handle the month end close okay providing the financial statements. The big thing that that we like to do then is, and it's important to us, is that we're meeting with these clients regularly mm-hmm. and we're going through these financials. And we're not just glossing through them. We're, we're digging into them. Okay. And, and I think that's really the value add there. Okay. Because we're obviously seeing all these transactions take place. So you have some color into... Here's here's some ways in which you can improve what you're doing, or you know, again, think about think about it from this perspective. So. Exactly, help them uh, really kind of think outside of the box. You know, a lot of times our clients are really in the weeds, and so sure. they they don't think, for instance, that they don't have a good handle on their inventory, or that their labor continues to creep up, um, or that they they their sales have been flat. And so, yeah. just a, an outsider's perspective on that a lot of times uh, is interesting because. It's they've never really thought of it. They've just been so entrenched in the day to day. Yeah, it's it's interesting you say that, and I think that's something that that we take for granted, but truly is a lot of our value, and that we see and are exposed to so many different businesses, and 
we absorb those experiences and to be able to have those and pass those along uh, to clients is is really valuable because as you said so often they're just they, it's the only thing they ever know is their that's own all business, they know yep you know that's what makes it a lot of fun yeah absolutely so that that's kind of a, a current state if I think about CAS so what what about talk to me about a future state where do you see this you know five years from now or, or 10 years from now. Yeah, yeah. Well, 10 years from now, that's pretty tough to even envision <laughs> that far out, especially sure. how quickly things have changed over the last five years. Right. You know, five years ago, uh, some of these cloud-based softwares were just being introduced. Okay. They were a little clunky. People were uh, a little resistant to to go into cloud-based solutions. And, and fast forward to now, uh, basically, all of our clients have the ability to be on on a cloud-based system. They're all SaaS-based, service as a subscri- subscription, and and they're all relatively inexpensive. And uh, it's amazing where we've come over the last five years from doing a lot of this these transactional level work manually. Sure, the month end closes on site with the client. Yep. versus now a lot of it being automated, machine learning playing a big piece of that, sure. doing the heavy lifting, and then us being able to do the closes uh, remotely. Where it's going, it'll be interesting to see, but but I think that we'll continue to see more and more automation. I think uh, where we're doing a lot of the transactional level work now okay. will be fully automated. Interesting. To where uh, we're not even we're not even reviewing it. We're more spot checking it. Okay. Uh, looking for anomalies more than anything. We'll still there'll still be some some uh, adjusting journal entries and manual work involved with the closes. Sure. But I think it'll be a, a a big shift into even more of the advisory space where we're helping the clients really analyze the financials, doing a lot of customized reporting for them above and beyond, say, your typical balance sheet or P&L sure. or cash flow statement. And so, you know, I also think that while, while we're doing a lot of this now, coming in, evaluating their processes, helping them identify potential solutions, helping them stand up those solutions, and then kind of turning it back over to them. I think we're going to see more of that okay. just because, again, I think the software is going to do a lot, even more of the heavy lifting. So more focused on key performance indicators, things like that, as you indicated. Yeah, like yeah. Some rate. some KPIs, some specific dashboards or or reporting or graphs that they may be looking for to help them just, just keep a pulse on things, let them know how yesterday went, let them know how today's going, Sure. Uh, give them some insight on on where the uh, they're going to be going over the next week, month, year, stuff like that. Now, in, in terms of the automation, you talked about, okay, so, you know, like payables process and, and all those types of things. How does that, we, we've seen that, the start of that become more automated. I mm-hmm. mean, how does that work when it's when it's fully automated? If I'm a business owner and I still can't wrap my head around, well, you know, I've got a team over here that processes my payables. How, how the heck can we automate that? So, how, yeah, talk and, to me a little and, bit about how that might work. And, and really... Uh, uh, you know, it, it'll never be 100% automated sure. because you're still needing those levels of approval, those right. levels of review, and ultimately someone um, clicking that button, button to to send the payment and some verification. So, you know, you still want to keep tight control on your cash mm-hmm. and on what, what money's going out the door. But, you know, how it, it we're seeing it work is basically, one, everything is becoming paperless. Mm-hmm. So now these these uh, invoices, instead of receiving them in the mail, are coming straight to an inbox. Yep. And from there, the software is reading them. Yep. They're, they're reading who the vendor is. They're reading where wh- what the due date of this invoice is. It's remembering what you told it from last time of 
how to code this. Sure. It's looking for exceptions as far as last month that was a $200 invoice. This time it's a 20,000. Hey, that's a red flag. Yeah. Things like that. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, again, the technology allows us to focus on things that are uh, more enjoyable really and more more value added. And exactly. I'm, and if I'm a client too, I'd rather have my my own folks focused on that rather mm-hmm. than just the the mundane as well. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's fascinating. Now, does the where does the technology advancement come from? Is it the software companies developing this? Are you seeing financial institutions invest in in that as well? I mean, how do they they fit into to the obviously you're talking about the movement of funds. So you know that there's there's a lot of security involved. Um, what do you see in terms of issues around that type of thing? Yeah, that's that's a good question. and and who's innovating? Um, it's it's interesting because, there's a slew of of folks and of companies that are doing the innovation and that are developing these products. Okay, it could be uh, we've seen products that are working very well that were developed by accountants. Okay, because they were just sick of the pain of going through certain <laughs> things. We've seen some of this technology developed by uh, um, by clients um, because they were in the same boat. They 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 wanted a solution and there was none out there. And then there's these these software companies themselves, these these big guys that. Uh, we've all heard of sure. that are investing a lot of resources and a lot of money into this, and because they know it's the future. To your point on on security, a lot of this is is being all of it is being audited. It's all being vetted. Uh, you know, when when you think of uh, some of these accounting platforms like a QuickBooks mm-hmm. or a Sage, uh, they're doing their due diligence as well. You know, they're not going to partner with some of these some of these softwares unless that they know that they're. They're uh, secure, right? I think uh, to your point on the financial institutions, you're we're seeing a lot of these financial institutions that are using the same technology that we are, and that um, some of our clients are, but they're they've just rebranded it into theirs. But at uh, the end of the day, it's all the same stuff, and it's coming from the same provider. No kidding. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So they they don't want to obviously miss out on potential opportunity there as well. Yeah. So that's yeah that's interesting. You know, when you think about the the, the security in, in today's world, I mean, some people get still a little bit freaked out about, oh, you know, my information is is all in the cloud. How how secure is that? And and I think I'm a believer in that it's better to be in the cloud protected by whoever the, the cloud service provider is rather than have it on your own server in-house. I mean, isn't that much more subject to, you know, any kind of cyber crime? I yeah, it seems, it seems that... Uh, Internally, uh, you're much more vulnerable. Whereas when when you're when it's cloud based, typically that that information that data is not even being stored in one spot. It's being fragmented and segmented throughout uh, many different data servers and data warehouses throughout the country, throughout the world. Yeah. And so even if uh, a specific piece of it is hacked or is compromised, they're not getting kind of the full the the full information in the full big picture of it. Yeah. So if if I'm a business owner and I think, gosh, you know, it sounds pretty cool. Maybe I'll think about outsourcing some of this to to a, a firm like like us. What do you, you know, is there a kind of a minimum cost level where this makes sense? Or, you know, again, you talked about it doesn't have to be replacing a full time person. You're maybe just augmenting what you do. Is there is yeah. there kind of a baseline that well, somebody needs to think about? Well, um, there's not necessarily a minimum. What what's very important to us is that we come in and really evaluate and and spend a lot of time up front 
understanding what their pain points are, sure. where there's room for improvement, and, and really develop a solution around that. Okay. So, so it, it may be that, uh, like I said, we're able to come in and just revamp some things or train their folks up. It may be that they, they want to completely wash their hands of it and they'd like someone else to, to handle all of it. We really look at it, every client individually and uniquely, and really look to see what makes the most sense for that client. Again, that's I think that's a great approach. As you said, it can be just a, sing, a single project that maybe improves their own processes and procedures and gives them better information to run their business. Or as you said, it could be an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the idea is get better information in real time and then understand I can make better management decisions. You exactly. Know? You know, uh, uh, going back to your initial question, what's the difference between kind of the bookkeeping, the write-up versus CAS? And I had said leveraging the technology in real time. Uh, it's really before uh, the bookkeeping, you were doing a lot of it, but it was always more of just to keep score. Yep. Just to make sure that come year end, the tax return went as smooth as possible. Or if you had to have any kind of uh, audit or any kind of finan- uh, financial statement preparation, that the accounting behind it was done and done correctly. Now we're focusing on, hey, let's use these financials. Let's make some, some really unique reports so that we can use it as a decision-making tool for the future. Right. I mean, so often it, it's the information is is not there. I, I can't tell you how many clients we tend to walk into, and they just they have no idea how they're performing, and and no idea, frankly, where they're making money or not. It's amazing. It really is. <laughs> and you know, uh, these these business owners, they're they're great at what they do. Yep. Whether they are a mechanic by trade or or a, um, a restaurateur. Uh, whether they own a construction company, they know their trade very, yep. very well. And they, they, they can live and breathe it. But on the financial side of it, they, they don't have a handle on a lot of times. And right. it's amazing that how successful they are in spite of having that fundamental financial background. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, that's great stuff, Matt. I really appreciate you, uh, you coming in and, and enlightening uh, our audience and, and me as well about all the, the the great technology and opportunity there is for folks to uh, run their business a little bit better. So appreciate that. Thanks for having me, Doug. Appreciate it. Thank you. If you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening to this week's show. You can subscribe to Unsuitable on iTunes or wherever you like to get your podcasts, including YouTube. And while you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 